Hello, everyone, and welcome back to All About America's Team, brought to you by Delahanty Media. I am your host, Ray Nickens, the speaker of objectivity. We might need that especially today. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Owen DeChico. And it is Friday, but I am not in love, so the complete opposite of the Cure's one-hit wonder. As the Cowboys squandered a golden opportunity to seize victory from the jaws of defeat. Tom Brady did what he always does. The Bucks won 31-29. to I have a lot to say about this game, and I'm sure Owen does too. So let's get right into it. So before I launch into my three things, I'm just going to give a quick rundown of what I said on when on Tuesday. On offense, we needed to co- control the time possession. We did that. We need to favor the strong side of the line. Wasn't a factor because we had both tackles and the guards did their job. And we can't turn the ball over. We only did that once. On defense... We must get to Tom Brady. Didn't didn't do that. You must take away the run. We did that. And we must capitalize on mistakes. We we did capitalize on mistakes on defense, but we didn't capitalize them on offense, so I'll give that an an L. Special teams. We did not execute on special teams. And there was no big play on special teams. So we basically lost special teams. Now enough of that so i can actually see before i get into my soliloquy let me just say that the dallas cowboys looked a lot better than i thought they would they looked very very good and i'm really happy to to say that because i was not expecting them to be anywhere near winning this football game Dak prescott had a very good game He surprised me. He looked a lot better than I thought he would. That being said, the Dallas Cowboys did exactly what I said they should do. Throw it short, let the receivers do the work. Dak Prescott, while he did throw for over 400 yards, he threw his yards per attempt was under seven. If he had kept that pace, that would have been 23rd in the league last year, tied with Minshew Mania and Mitchell Trubisky. And his three passes over 15 yards out of those 58 attempts would have put him second to last in the NFL. So basically, he was doing what I thought he should do because he hadn't been playing football for a year, which is basically dinking and dacking. So that's not me criticizing him. That's just me stating the facts. And that's exactly what I thought that they needed to do. Because whenever they threw the ball deep down the field, it looked like trouble. And they did get an interception off that one, off one of those passes. And there were four or five other ones that if the Tampa Bay corners had brains, they would have been intercepted too. So moving on from that, um, yeah, Tampa Bay's corners, Ross Cockrell and Jamel Dean, those corners were awful. I have never seen worse corners. They 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 were they were giving up the outside with inside safety help. They were playing off of Amari. Amari basically was getting anything he wanted in two seconds. By the way, congratulations to Amari Cooper. 
congratulations for eclipsing the 100-yard mark. It has only taken you two and a half years as a Dallas Cowboy to do that on the road. But well done. I pray that it does not take you another two and a half years. But good job, Amari Cooper. I appreciate your services. You were a big reason why we were in this football game. And I never thought I'd say that because of my criticisms of you. And if you saw my Twitter, which I don't know how many people saw me tweeting for the All About America's team Twitter, but I basically said Amari was listening to me. Maybe I should have been trashing Greg Zerline too because, man, oh, man, Greg Zerline. I don't know what he was on in the first half, but it wasn't anything good. So before I get into my second my second half of what I was going to say, I'm going to turn over the floor to you and just get your thoughts on what, what I've been saying and then hear a little bit of what you have to say. So, Owen, you have the floor. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think Dak had two bad throws, I guess you could say. The first one was when it went into when the linebacker, when he bobbled it. But if the linebacker wasn't even there, it would have gone right into the safety. So I, I think every, every game Dak's due for one, like what in the world was that? Um, but the throw to CD that he dropped, that was just a complete another drop by him. It wasn't the, the smartest throw, but for him having his shoulders, um, everything's been ha- happening with his, uh, with his shoulder. That was a really good throw for him. And I was surprised that he would even attempt to make it because it was kind of like, in my opinion, the same kind of throw that he threw two years ago on Thanksgiving against the Redskins when Amari had like his his biggest game as a Dallas Cowboy when he ran away from everyone and kind of blew the game open. So that's what that's what I thought was going to happen. But then CD, who was notorious at OU for having drops, um, suffered three of them. But I will get into that later. But yeah, I, I think that Dak had a good game. Um, one thing that I've always liked about Dak's game is that whenever he gets blitzed, he usually he, he always picks up the blitz well. And he was blitzed 19 times and was 12 for 19, threw for 157 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and had a 107 passer rating. Um, ever since he was a rookie, I don't know if that I, – I think Ray would probably attribute that to Tony Romo being there for his rookie year. But he uh, he's always been really good against the against the blitz, and yeah, Amari he um he had a really good game. He the only throw that I thought that Dak threw to Amari that wasn't the greatest was when Dak got hit and he kind of lobbed it over. And I as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Yep, there's there's a pick six, But Dak just threw it where only Amari could get it. And I think one of the best things about Amari is that he always knows where he is in the field, and he can always get. Uh, his two feet in, no matter what type of throw it is. But yeah, it was, I think special teams was horrendous. Last year, the only bad part of our special teams was our punter, who Chris Jones, who had who had an abdominal injury. But for most of the punts or kick returns, 85, I think his number was, I don't know what his name was, but he was getting, I think they averaged around 30 yards, which... That's just asking to lose. Because I remember one of the punts, they were in their own 20, and they and they punted it to the 50, and then he just ran it right back to the 35. And it was like, you can't win a game like that. You're just asking Tom Brady to put up a touchdown. So 
it was definitely a lot of highs and lows, but as soon as the end of the game, when when they settled for the field goal, I was like, yeah, there it is. And I the first thing I thought of was the meme when uh, when there's a minute 13 left and the Cowboys were playing the Packers and all of Cowboys Stadium was erupting. And then the one Packers fan took a picture and was like, they're laughing at a minute 13. Like, little do they know that they're going up against Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, I texted Ray. I was like, yeah, like the game's over. No matter no matter what happens, the game is over. Um, But yeah, one thing that I would like to see in the future for the rest of the season is more consistent penalty calls. I've, they missed a lot of calls on the Cowboys for the last drive. They, they last quarter, they, they held Vita, Vita Vey a lot. And then there were a few calls on the Buccaneers that weren't, that weren't called, but that's just kind of how the game goes. But I think that it'll definitely be really bad for the NFL if Aaron calls that basically every fan thinks was an OPI or every fan knew was a holding that it's not really going to be good for the game of football. But yeah, right. That's that, that's kind of what I thought. There was a lot of more that I want to get into, but I kind of want to, I want to, I want to hear what you have to say because I know you've been chomping at the bit to get into this. Yeah. So floor is yours. Um, yeah. So just really quickly, I wanted to follow up on your blitz Dak versus the blitz statistics. He was blitzed a ton, but the thing is, he was only sacked one time. So that goes to that's a, that's a kudos to the offensive line. Kudos to Connor, not from UT, who that's Connor McGovern. Um, but, but he got hit a lot, though. There were a lot of shots where he just right, got like, right, but that's right what to I'm, the abs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The corners, like the, the defensive line was getting there, and he'd throw the ball in two seconds, and there'd be a wide-open Amari Cooper. God knows how he got open in two seconds, streaking down the field. Like both of those touchdowns, I was like, how did you get open in under two seconds? Like what was the corner doing? But that, like I said, that's not me trying to bash Dak and say, oh, it's the corner's fault. Like he was just taking advantage of what 30 out of 32 quarterbacks could with pathetic corners on the outside. So that's just him doing what he's paid to. By the way, that um that throw into triple coverage, was that a $75 million throw? If I think that if you look back at it and if CD caught that, I think that – you would have been like that was one of the best throws of the night. That would have been the best throw of the night if you look at it from, um, like the uh, the camera where like you see everything. If you look at it, like it was right on the money, and it just CD just didn't catch it. If it, he should have caught it, now if he caught it, he could have been like he could have been knocked or he could have been hit really hard, and he would have held on to it given last year because he was hit a lot last year and he held onto the ball. But I, you could have, you could have been like Dak. That was a risk, but sometimes you just got to risk it. And it was an interception. If if he if he overthrew him or if he threw it right into the cornerback, I'd have been like, yeah, Dak. Like, what were you doing? But he hit him right on target, and that's not really Dak's fault. That's it's more of CD's fault. And even even after the game, he was like, I, like I that can't happen again. Which I like the accountability, but. You're you're a first you're a first round pick. You get you gotta catch those. So I don't really think you can blame Dak on that. 
Because I'm sure Romo made a whole lot of throws like that, and I'm sure a lot of other quarterbacks would have made that throw. I just, I just but, asked, I just asked if that was a seventy-five million dollar throw. I didn't say it was. A, I wasn't blaming him. I was just asking you if it was a seventy-five million dollar throw. I think it was a great throw. Yeah, it was. But was it? Was it seventy? Was it like seventy-five million dollars? Was it like forty million dollars? Was it maybe the the endorsement I, deals I, I that think, he's I getting think it was on the close side? To 80, Eighty-five million dollars. Okay, all right. That's what I'm. That's what I was trying to get at. And just one more thing before I move on. Do you think there's a possibility that there was someone wide open with the three people who were guarding um, CD on that play? There might have been. I, I'll have to look at it, but I'm sure at some point in time, CD was open and Dax made those type of throws before and CD just didn't catch it. I don't think you can blame Dak for that because you only only reason why you could have been, like I said before, is if, is if the ball was nowhere near where it should have been. And you can like, okay, like Dak, like what were you doing there? But it hit him in the hands. And if it hits you in the hands, you're supposed to catch it. So, yeah, I mean, if CD needs catching lessons, he could he should go ask Gronk because Gronk, you know, was catching everything, and he gave my fantasy team a bunch of points, and so did Antonio Brown. So, and Owen is shaking when it comes to Antonio Brown. If you want um, to talk about bad cornerbacks for the Buccaneers, the worst cornerback was with Anth- with Anthony Brown, and we'll get into that later. But no cornerback was worse than him. Yeah, that's... No cornerback was worse than him. All right, but I let me. I'm going to get into my analysis, the of analysis of why the Dallas Cowboys lost this football game, because there there is quite a speculation on why they could possibly have lost this football game. So some of so what I've taken away after watching that game and sleeping sleeping on it. Whether or not I got much sleep, that's beyond the point. But what I came, what I came to, based on my thoughts, was the reason why they lost this game was because Tampa had Tampa's three turnovers and the blunders. Nothing away from the Cowboys' performance; they they did their best and took advantage with what they could. But a fumble by Ronald Jones after the missed field goal. So, so basically, Ronald Jones just, you know, gave up, just said, you know what, Greg, even though you missed that field goal, we're going to give you another chance. I'm going to cough the football. Um, the k- kudos to Dak and the offense, they scored a touchdown after that. So that, that was good. That, that's taking advantage of, of the blunder. Next, next drive, Fournette just completely whiffs on the catch, with, and Trayvon Diggs is there to intercept it. Keep in mind that if Fournette catches that football, he could probably score because he had three blockers in front of him, and there were very little Dallas Cowboys defenders. And then after that, Dallas Dallas gets the ball and kicks a field goal. So that's four points left off the table. Next, we have the drop by Chris Godwin on that deep ball. If he catches that, it's a touchdown, and the game is over. Would you agree? Um, I don't. I, I don't think he would have been well, – from where he caught it, I don't think he was in the end zone. Like he would have been, it would have been a touchdown because Tom Brady would have capitalized on that. But I don't think that the throw, I'll have to rewatch it, but I think it was in the 10 yard line. So they would have been in the red zone. But yes, well, I mean, it would have been a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. So he, yeah, he drops it. It would have led to a touchdown or he would have ran in for a touchdown because Chris yeah. Godwin's pretty fast. Um, but there, there's another, they ended up punting on that drive because that was on third down. So that, there's another seven points left on the board. And then finally, 
we we come back to Chris Godwin again, which after this game, Tom Brady might be talking to Bruce Arians asking for that man to be cut. Because he gives gives the ball to Chris Godwin, breaks a few tackles. He's at the goal line, and there's uh, one of the Achilles bros coming in and knocking the ball out of his hands. Um, I don't know where the ball security was, but it wasn't really in his mind, I guess, because he fumbles the ball at the goal line, and the Cowboys recover it. And there's another seven off the board. So that brings me to 21 points off the board for the Bucks because of their errors. And honestly, I don't think that the Bucks are going to pull that ridiculousness again. Um, but like, I mean, I I know you can you you'll probably say, well, um, CD dropped that one interception, and Zerline missed those field goals, and so and so did something else. But I mean, like when when they're when you're leaving, when you turn the ball over three times, and I'm not counting the the deep Hail Mary interception really, because that really didn't affect much. But when you turn the ball over three times and the other team doesn't only turns the ball over once and you still find a way to win, that's on the other team for not capitalizing on your mistakes. So that is the, that is the main reason I feel like the Cowboys lost this game is they were not able to capitalize on the gifts that Tampa was giving them. Um, just to emphasize that Brady scored seven on Dak's only pick and that touchdown is the difference. Force field goal on that drive, and the Cowboys win 29-27. So, um, I mean, Greg Zerline, he was terrible in the first half, but he did make the game the go-ahead field goal and another clutch field goal and, I, and an extra point in the second half, so he found his rhythm. So I'm not necessarily going to blame Greg Zerline for this loss um, because he he made the field goal when he had to. Um. And 21 points left off the, on the field for Tampa, 15 left on the field for Dallas. Tampa Bay still wins the football game. Um, that's basically all I have to say on why we lost. And the floor is yours to um, comment on mine and then give your reasoning for why they lost. So take it away. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think that the the I think that a play that that you can go through every but in the off season, I think the one one of the biggest plays that we're going to look at and be like what was that was was the the um the throw to zeke when when the one that you the one that you were like what was that just like rookie zeke would have ran right through him blake jarwin who tore his acl did not block him at all did not attempt to block him just like touched him and left if if he blocks him for a second longer and if zeke's able to like catch the ball and settle himself that's a touchdown you could you could blame zeke for that but zeke loves to spin i don't know why but he does rookie zeke probably would have ran right over him but i think that that play was blake jarwin i don't think that he's he's a he's a he's a wide receiver and a tight end body he's really good at catching as we've seen he likes to torch the giants but he's not a good blocker. Dalton Schultz is the best tight end blocker on this team. And if he was out there, then that would have been a touchdown like really easily. And the other missed opportunity, um, that was just Dak. He was running around trying to do too much and wasn't throwing the ball away, got sacked. I don't like to see him get sacked. Heart sinks a little bit. Whenever he runs around, my heart sinks a little bit. But hopefully that'll go away. But those... Those those two drives where they just 
didn't know what to do. The Cowboys have always been, lately, have relatively been a bad red zone offense. And this was just, just said, yeah, we're not just just nailed. We, they were just really bad. And I, and for, on those two drives particularly, and I, I don't even know. That, that, was, that was painful to have to watch to Ze- for Zeke not to be able to to uh, to get through him. And a lot of I, I saw a lot of people were like, "Well, Zeke's washed and Zeke this." When you're going up against the best defensive line and best linebacking core, and when your offensive line isn't the greatest, with Zach Martin not being there and Connor Williams, who has who. Is not should should not be out there, and hopefully will never touch the field again if they move Connor McGovern to left guard. If you take away, um, if you take away Zeke's eleven yard run in the beginning, then it was he it was eleven attempts for thirty three yards, and he had he, his longest rush was was eleven yards. If you take that eleven eleven yard rush away, he didn't really do much. But I think. The thing that Zeke is really good on is blocking. He's definitely one of the one of the only running backs who will take on a linebacker, take on a de- defensive lineman, and just like run into him. And Zeke will, will get run over a few times, but he's very willing to go and block. And I think that if Zeke was not blocking, Cooper Rush would have been in that game. Dak would have been hit a lot, and Dak did take a lot of shots. He had a cut on his hand, his towel. For whatever reason, every single week, Dak's towel is bloody for some reason, but Zeke definitely, he'll definitely have his numbers rushing wise. But I think to last night's game, just, it wasn't much rushing, but it really spoke to how great he is as a blocker. And he is basically our sixth offensive lineman when he's in pass protection. Um, yeah. Another reason why I think, what are you going to say? Oh, um, I was just, I'm, I'm, I wasn't even going to bring up Zeke's blunder on that play. I was going to let it rest, let it sit, not get too upset about it. But then you brought it up, and I totally agree. Blake Jarwin is a fool and should be ashamed of himself for not blocking that man. But still, the dude was a practice squad free agent. He was was pulled up from the practice squad to play safety because they didn't have anybody. Zeke, he just he just got in shape. He he looks the best he's ever been since his freshman year in, in college. You said that. You've been saying that all offseason. Zeke looks great. Take the ball, put your head down, and run through that man. He's a practice squad player. He's not Bobby Wagner. He's not Cam Chancellor. Like he's not Earl Thomas back in the day. He's not um Joey Bosa. Or Von Miller, he's a practice squad player. Don't try and give him that cheap spin move. Just put your head down and run through the man. That's that's the whole thing I'm upset about. I mean, Blake Jarwin can miss the block all he wants, but it's still a practice squad player. And it's Ezekiel Elliott who is getting paid a lot of money too. And after off that game, Zeke Elliott did save his save his um his spot on the team because he did do incredible blocking. He um he had he attacked the attacked the hole, um met the met the um, linebackers in the hole, didn't didn't let them get by him get to Dak and if he if he wasn't a good blocker I do agree this Dak would have been in trouble, 
And there would have probably been there probably would have been a lot more turnovers if Zeke was not doing his job blocking. So that's kudos to him. And um, talking about yeah, what were you gonna say? Oh no, go ahead. I'm I'm good. Talking about turnovers, Doran's Armstrong. I don't know if remember this play. He got right around the left tackle and he hit Brady's throwing arm and like he didn't drop it. And I was like, oh, like that was like if they were able to like sack him and get the ball out of like like okay like. There's hope, and that was that was really early in the game, but but what does that tell you about Tom Brady? He can hold the ball. He's been doing this for 21 years. So he, he be it able tells to you it tells you that Tom Brady doesn't turn the ball over willingly as much. So when you do when you do get a break where the ball caroms off Leonard Fournette, you got to score a touchdown. That's the true. whole thing. They didn't score a touchdown on the on the mistakes. They kicked field goals, which is not yeah. good. Which is a reoccurring, which is one of the reoccurring themes that I saw last night. And the other one I'll get into later. Of course, after you finish what you have to say. Yeah, <laughs> Greg, he the, the six. Okay, we could probably do a whole show about all the things that Greg, uh, not Greg, um, that Mike McCarthy did wrong last night. There were a lot of things. I'm not even going to get into that because that's a whole other issue. But Greg hasn't kicked the ball. He had back surgery. Back surgery for any athletes a lot. Ask Romo or any other athlete that's had back surgery, especially Tyron Smith. Yeah, well, Tyron. He had a, besides that one holding penalty, he had a, he didn't, he didn't give him any pressures, but then the whole, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying ask Tyron who's had yeah. back problems his whole career. And we, the only kick that we saw was from him was in preseason where he had the distance. It was just a little left, but there were a few kicks where I was like, what was that? It was like very wide left. And I was like, you've been like, you, I had so many clutch moments for the Rams. And it's like, how, how, how do you turn into this? I understand the back, the back and everything like that, but he's had a, a very, he had a, he had a whole off season to get ready, but I'm not going to blame him because the Cowboys have, haven't had a good kicker since Bailey and Brett Maher did this a few times to us. So I'm not going to blame Greg. Um, I think, the the best play on defense are two two I want to highlight two players in the defense and then you can get into what you want to get into. D Law he finished with a team high ninety one point four uh, pro fo- football focus um, number. I don't know if that's like even highly regarded or not. A lot of people don't trust it. People do trust it. He led the team in pressures and was solid against the run. I think you and I both saw that along with him punching the ball out. Um, he played yeah, a check great the game Twitter. Against... Check the Twitter. I was praising him. Yes, you were. That wasn't Owen. That was me tweeting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've given up my, uh, my, my tweeting rights. <laughs> but going up against Tampa Bay's uh, right tackle, who's slowly becoming one of the best right tackles in the league. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure the Jets wish they, uh, wish they drafted him. But that's a whole other issue. Um, he played a really good game against Wirfs, and D-Law also had three solo tackles and had two uh, two assisted tackles. You'd like to see him get a few sacks, but 
I think the sack numbers will come along. He also came off back surgery and he looked good. So I'm not going to blame the back surgery, but he also hasn't played in preseason and he hasn't played a meaningful snap since the Giants game when Dak went down because every game after that was not meaningful at all. <laughs> and then Trayvon Diggs, who had a few penalties that were very, very bad, but he covered Evans for. 83% of his routes, which is 39 of 47. And he only allowed one reception for 10 yards on three targets. And he lined up in uh, in press formation for 51% of the time. And he had an interception, but that wasn't off like a jump or anything. That was just a, was a bad drop by Leonard. So Diggs has always been really good against tall receivers. And you you had a Twitter battle talking about Diggs of tall receivers, but the only issue in Diggs is that he's not really good against Terry McLaurin or fast receivers. So if he can get that, if he can solidify himself as good up against the small speedy receivers, then Diggs can be one of the best. He can be a cornerstone for this defense for years to come. Um, Evans looked like he didn't care at times when the two batted balls, he just like stood there and didn't react at all. So I don't know what was going on in Evans' head. I'm sure that he has now cemented himself as wide receiver 3.5 because Godwin's wide receiver 3 and AB is yeah. now wide receiver 1 and Gronk's wide receiver 2. Yeah, yeah. I got to say um, one thing about Mike Evans. What's up? <sighs> Mike Evans made me look really dumb. <laughs> Why is that? I was hyping up that man in my, in my Twitter were. fiasco. And he goes out there and catches two passes. Yeah, it was and yeah, it was it was bad. He um, and and shout out to my shout out to my boy Bryson who's watching. But that man drafted Mike Evans with Julio Jones on the board, so <laughs> that's your man, Bryson. I I know he's I know he's he's pissed that I just said that. But keep going, keep going. Um, <laughs> the defense looked a lot better, but they need to get a cornerback too. Either whether that's waiting for um, Bossman Fat to come back once he comes off of the IR for after, at week four, or if that's throwing Nation Wright. Because if Nation Wright was guarding AB and Nation Wright got, if he got burnt, like you can live with a rookie getting burnt by Antonio Brown, but you can't live with a four, five year guy getting burnt and looking lost out there. What we talked about, like, like you said before, the run defense was a lot better. Um, but if you want to like talk about how bad Anthony Brown was, where was it? Um, so Anthony Brown uh, had nine targets. There was an 89% completion, um, percentage. He gave up 117 yards and gave up three explosive plays. Other Cowboy corners gave up 18 targets for 44% completion, 100 yards, and three explosive plays. So Anthony Brown gave up more than half of the yards and gave up half of the explosive plays. And if whenever whenever you looked at him, he was always behind someone. He was never in any type of um any type of presence to be, to put a hand on the ball or anything. And I feel like this is kind of like a few years ago when we saw Byron Jones and you'd never hear Byron Jones's name because he locked out everyone. And then you had to watch a beside his rookie year, get burnt every, get burnt every play. Anthony Brown hasn't been good since his rookie year. He had, a, he had a few big interceptions against the giants and other, other teams, but he hasn't been 
a dominant force since his rookie year. And then Jordan Lewis, who got who got burnt on a touchdown early, but then came back and had a tip on a ball, and Mike Evans just like stood there, like it wasn't his fault. And he he came back, um, and hopefully he can he can make a name for himself and have a spot on this defense. But hopefully, week four after Kelvin Joseph comes back, I would love to see Diggs cornerback one. Nashawn Wright is quarterback, cornerback two, and then Kelvin Joseph in the slot because Nashawn's too big to be put in the slot. Because if they they threw Diggs in the fire last year and he got burnt a lot, but then he came back. The only way to make it, being a corner is one of the hardest positions in the NFL for a rookie. The only way they're going to get better is just throwing them out there. And I would much rather see, like I said before, um, Nashawn Wright get burnt and at least at least try. Then Anthony Brown just like jog out there and have to watch Antonio Brown do his touchdown celebration. I and love Nash- that. It made me smile. It made yeah, me he smile. Hasn't done that since his his since his uh, Steelers days. I know. And um, Owen thought he was washed. He's got another thing coming this year. Antonio I mean, Brown's angry. But I I think him being good is good for the league because I think there are. People that are people that like kind of only watched football when the Steelers were really big and when the Steelers had the trio and then kind of like didn't really watch a lot to like for, on Instagram, Twitter, or whatever to see Antonio Brown like doing really well. Like that's good for the league. So hopefully he'll be able to continue. But who knows? I just think that he was able to, to take advantage of a really bad Cowboys secondary. And I don't think you're going to find a secondary that's much worse than the Cowboys. Um, besides the Buccaneers, <laughs> so but we'll see. And Ray, I really I, I'd like to know what you have to say on this, and then we can get into grades and all that. And I got some other stuff to say, but mm-hmm. I want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I thought you were gonna ask the me a question. Never mind. The four no, is the mine. Um, before I before I get into that, I just got to remind everyone. Um, me and Owen have a bet on Amari and Antonio Brown. Thank goodness for Owen that Amari actually had a good game on the road. But the bet is, is if AB has a better year than Amari, Owen will do whatever I want. That are the terms. Those are the terms. Whatever I want. So he is shaking right now. And he just he just said that Antonio Brown being good is good for the league. But in deep down his heart, he is terrified that Antonio Brown looked good. So that I just had to had to put that out there for everyone who's watching. But in regards to what you said, um, actually, let me let me put on my uh, shades again because I can't. The Dallas defense makes me really sad. So let me put these back on. So the Dallas defense looked terrible. What a, the good thing is, they did force those turnovers, which was good. So that was a lot better. So at least. Dan Quinn has taught them how to take the ball away. But Dan Quinn has not really taught them how to cover the cover receivers because those those corners were getting burned all day long. Um, Trayvon Diggs looked good. I expected him to look good, so I'm not really concerned about him. But those safeties covering Gronk, Gronk looked like not entirely like he was back back in his prime. But, I mean, eight catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns. 
I, I don't know who was covering him at safety or if they had Wilson or KZ, one of the Achilles bros or the Achilles adopted cousin or tri- what, whoever was covering him, but they weren't doing a very great job. So while um, Anthony Brown gave up all those yards, I want to know who was covering um, Rob Gronkowski so I can, um, as I say, blast them and then they can perform better. Because maybe, maybe I was blasting the wrong people. Because I was blasting Jalen Smith all year, and he didn't. He only played twenty percent of the snaps. So, like, um, obviously that that may have helped us, but he wasn't playing. So I don't even know if it would have helped us or not if he was on the field. Um, he had a nice tackle though, so I, I guess it did help. All right, I'll give him a. Play. I'll give him a, a D because he tackled someone. Yeah, that's that's probably a little too harsh because he didn't really play very much. I'll give him a um, incomplete. <laughs> giving getting a tackle for Jalen Smith is pretty good for him being in the right position at the right time. And like I mean, being he, the first person on the ball. That's that's like a that's yeah. Like a I mean, he him. does he does lead the team in tackles mostly, which is kind of um, a miracle considering he's a headless horseman on the field, doesn't know where he is half the time. But I mean, yeah, I'll give him I'll around. give him I'll give him an incomplete grade because he did tackle the man. Like so, um, but yeah. I I just I just think that I mean you said a lot of stuff in the about like Greg Zerline and the corners and um who you'd like to see on the field next. Um I don't really know what Kelvin Joseph is. He's been he really only played that one first game and maybe a little bit of the second game before he messed up his groin. So I don't really know what he is. I know what Nashawn Wright is. He played a lot and I would yeah, I agree with you. I'd rather him be out there getting torched by by receivers and getting that experience and than just seeing Anthony Brown out there cuz I mean, like I said, he was going to have to resign after after what um after what Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown was going to do to him and I stick by that cuz I feel like he should resign after that. Jordan Lewis, he was on pace and then I just kind of didn't really hear hear about him for the rest of the game. So he had a nice tip against Evans though, which would have, if Evans yeah. caught that, that would have been a first down and made probably yeah. more. Yeah. Another one of those disasters from Mike Evans, <laughs> yeah, those Aggies Stern talking to those we, Aggies. We all know, yeah. We all know Bruce Arians does not care about calling his own players out. He'll even call out Brady's. So I'm sure that there's going to be a team meeting for Godwin, Ronald Jones and Mike Evans. And he's going to, have them all sit down and put on the the projector and like you guys stunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you said one other thing. It, I think it was a lot. It was about like Dak or something. Oh, the inner the um the the uh, decision making. I think it was. Um, yeah, I'll I'll get into that later on for when we like grade for when we grade them. But I'll just reiterate right now that. In no way, shape, or form, and I am I hating on his performance with what I'm saying in the next segment because I think he played a lot better than I thought. And and um, I mean, if you were watching or saw what I was tweeting or know me, I was saying all month that he was going to throw at least two interceptions, and he only threw one, and it wasn't really necessarily his fault because the dude dropped it went right through his hands. But I'm still going to give him at least 30% of the blame for for attempting to throw into triple coverage. But, I mean, he, he did what he did his job. He threw a lot of short passes. Um, 
dink, dink and dunked all the way down the field. And I mean, oh, you were talking about the running game. That's what it was. So the Cowboys, they ran the ball only 11 times with Zeke and threw the ball 58 times. So that tells me right from the get-go that they weren't really considering trying to run the football in this game. So I don't really think it was necessarily um, the offensive line not getting pushed. It was just they didn't have confidence in their running game going into the game. And I wouldn't blame them because, I mean, those 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 that front seven is elite. And we weren't, and Vita Vey is going to clog up the inside and get and get a push. And without Zach Martin in there, you're not really going to do anything. But um, so I'm not going to not going to um disrespect Zeke in that regard. But I still am very upset with him on that on that one play. But I'm just going to swipe that under the rug, forget about it for now, and just move on. <laughs> move on to our next segment, if that's uh if that's okay with you. Of course. All right. So we've kind of broke broke down the game the best we could. So um, let's get into our letter grade for the $75 million man, Dak Prescott. So, Owen, what do you give Dak Prescott? Um, well, I, I was talking about letter grades. Skip, Skip gave Dak an, uh, an A+, and that, that's – He's he's so like such a uh, weathered fan like uh, but that, that's not not the point. Um, I said a B plus T or a, mo- mostly a B plus, but a little bit of an A minus just for. I thought that he was gonna walk out there and look like Mitch Trubisky and have no idea what was going on. Not be able to make a roll. Not be able to roll out because Dak loves to roll out. I didn't think that was gonna happen at all. I didn't think he was going to be able to run and talking about running when, when he had to run for that first down, he looked really slow, um, slow for him. And hopefully that was just him not trying to overexert himself or anything happened to his ankle. So I'll give him a pass. If, if, it, if it's a trend that he's running, doesn't look all that fast. And I'm like, okay, something's wrong here. Um, but yeah, B plus a minus. Yeah. It's just, I feel like it's always happened with the Cowboys and everything's like a really good team going back to the Rams opening game against opening night against the Rams last year, a similar offensive pass interference. that shouldn't have been called was a defensive pass interference, but just back to back seasons where both teams are really good and you're on the cusp of victory. And then the game doesn't really go your way, but hopefully this is a sign for good things to come. So B plus A minus. I, I don't think you're gonna have anywhere near as high. So I mean, I thought you were gonna give him an A. So I'm actually no. I'm shocked that you didn't give him an A. No. I mean like I love Dak, but I love the Cowboys more. So I gotta <laughs> I gotta be I gotta be honest. And it's not yeah. It, it's fun to say to tell you he he had an A plus game, but that's not really the truth. So yeah. Um so my my grade I I automatically am it's going to be hard for me to give out a an A plus when they lose just cuz they lost and like that should that should at least be half a letter a half a letter grade off for losing. Um I'm going to give Dak a B. 
And the reason why I'm giving him a B is is one specific thing that I'll get into later. But um, like he he's getting a B because he but he executed the game plan perfectly. He didn't take. He only took one chance. Other than that, he took what the defense gave him, got the ball out quick. Um, the receivers were a lot of help in giving them that, giving him that ability to only make one read and throw. Because I don't think he was making very many first, second, third reads last night. He was just kind of saying one, two, or one throw because those corners were hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I was at one point. I'm like, you know, if I was if I was six two, I could go out there and cover the cover the outside boundary better than these bums. If I, if I was given two seconds, like, but, um, that's, that's probably a little bit extreme though. Cause Amari Cooper is a decent route runner, but still decent. like two, like two seconds, like two seconds, at least, at least don't give up the outside boundary in two seconds. That's, that's all I got to say. But why I'm giving him a B is because is one of those reoccurring themes that I was that I kind of teased earlier on in the show. And that and that theme is not executing when it when it mattered. And I'm talking about last drive. The defense has miraculously forced Godwin to fumble and you have the ball with f- 4 minutes, 4 minutes. They they had the ball at 4 minutes. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You have the ball with four minutes left, a chance to go down the field, chew the clock out, and basically beat Tom Brady without giving him a chance to get back on the field. And in that, when he and Dak, he starts off the drive really well. First down, they get the holding, the false tartar holding penalty, executes another first down. CD Lamb runs down the field, gets across the 50. And as soon as they get across the 50, when I'm having that little glimpse of hope that I haven't had the entire game where I'm actually starting to get excited. First throw, out of bounds, incomplete, not even close. Second, oh, I, it might have been a throwaway, but he threw it out of bounds. I don't – whatever. Or did they run? They might have ran the ball. They might have ran the ball. Can I say did something before you continue? Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, for that throw to Amari, he had the option to go inside or outside – and Dak saw that there was no safety help and there was there was no one on the outside. So Dak thought that Amari was going to go to the outside. So it was a miscommunication. It was Amari's fault. It was a good throw by Dak, good decision by Dak, but Amari just didn't go out. It was like an option. Kind of like what Jason Witten would do, but Amari just did not make the right decision. So basically what you're saying is Amari choked. I mean... I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Don't don't answer that. <laughs> don't answer that. Um, so it wasn't Dak's yeah. fault. But yeah, basic. But yeah, still, still, I'm teetering on hope. I am feeling hope. The sunglasses are not on at this point. They have been removed. Throw first throw incomplete. Second play, they ran the football. I mean, surprisingly, they they ran the ball. They they gave the ball to Zeke. Like when it, I was like, wait, Zeke's still on this team. Like when did he? When was he ever on this team? So they give the ball to Zeke. The next play was the holding penalty, which I mean I don't I don't blame Connor Williams. He was getting manhandled down there, and if he didn't hold him, Dak would have ended up on his back, and it would have been an hellacious hit. So I'm not going to blame him for holding there, 
And I, and I don't think you would blame him for holding either because that man was getting destroyed. And smart thing to do. Yeah, it was the smart thing to do. So it's, th- it's third. What was it like third and 18 at that point? Third and 18. And this is, this is the, this is the money. Or maybe I don't even think it was third and 18. It was like third and 15. Yeah, it was third and 15, third and 15. I'm like, this is the money play. This is, this is the $75 million play. And I think I even texted that to you. I'm like, this is the game right here. This is where he earns his money. And Dak drops back to pass. And he had pretty, he had pretty good protection on this play. And in point in like two seconds, he immediately just checks it down and they, and they run and they get like eight or nine yards and he's tackled and it's fourth and six. And I'm, and at that point I'm like, maybe that was on purpose. Maybe they're going to go for it. Maybe they're going to go for the win, but sure enough, they, you know, they trot on Greg Zerline and he kicks the field goal and uh, the game the game's over of course, because Tom Brady's you, you don't give Tom Brady a minute and 20 seconds. So basically my point before – actually, first, I'm just going to rant on Mike McCarthy because <laughs> I understand he, he, he to be done. I understand that it's the smart thing to do. Actually, it's not even the smart thing to do. It's stupid because why would you kick the field goal? And give Tom Brady a minute and 20 seconds when your defense has literally done nothing other than get a few lucky turnovers. Like they've basically let them go right down the field. I So the better way to say it, it was the analytically sound thing to do to take the field goal at that point. However, I would have rather them gone for the win and not gotten it and lost then had them kick the field goal and know that there's no way that we were stopping Tom Brady. Cause it's like you said with the green Bay game, um, you don't, you don't give the ball to a stud quarterback with those weapons in that situation and expect to win that game. So that brings me back to Dak and this is my main takeaway. And this is why I'm giving him a B. If you're, if you are, if you're big time and you're getting paid that money and you think you're the real deal and you're a top five quarterback, which Owen says you are and better than Tom Brady and ahead of him, you got to lead your team down the field and score a touchdown with those weapons like Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Big Ben. The, the quarterback before you had the most – fourth quarter comeback game when he drives in his era with those same people, Tony Romo. And then you also have another quarterback in that division who played that in, in that time who had two game winning drives against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Eli Manning, by the way, thank you, Eli Manning for saving us from a perfect season. We are very grateful for you. We are very excited for your Monday night football live stream on ESPN plus ESPN two for the Monday night football games. Follow Eli on Twitter. He's very funny. Thank you, Eli Manning. Round of applause. Thank you. But yeah, so um, all that, all that being said, like if you're that man, you got to deliver on that final drive. And we, I haven't seen Dak deliver on those like fourth quarter drives in a long time, basically since his rookie year. And that just brings his record to six and 12 in his last 18 starts. 
and I just I just can't give him anything um, under a B because he played so well for ninety percent of the game and anything over a B because of that last drive. So that's basically why I'm giving him a B. Is is, is it my turn now? Thoughts. Um, I okay. The biggest thing, the dip, biggest difference between 2020, 2021, and 2016 was that Zeke was good. And you could rely on Zeke to get four or five yards on first down. You cannot rely on Zeke to get four and five yards on first down every single drive. So, and even Aaron Rodgers, he's a top five running back, a really solid offensive line. Patrick Mahomes now has one of the best offensive lines in the league. So you can't just do it all by yourself. Zeke, even just bench Zeke, throw, throw Tony Pollard out there. They have to get some type of running game to take some of the pressure off Dak because it's unrealistic for Dak to throw the ball 50 times a game. And also talking about Dak, he has to get a man, not, not mandatory, but he was told to get an MRI every two weeks on his on his shoulder. Now I think that that's just to make sure that that, that just to check the progress because no quarterback has ever had this issue before. But every two weeks, that that's like it's not good, and you can't expect Dak to do this every single game. So there's gonna have to be at least one of these games where the defense is not good. Where they're gonna be like Zeke, B twenty sixteen, you go. Be good. Go like go make your money. I think talking about contracts, Cowboys hitting a lot of contracts, but they definitely missed on Jalen Smith and Zeke. Those two were not worth it. If they didn't pay Jalen, we we could have kept Byron. We could we could keep Michael Gallup, but that's that's another issue for a different day. Um, yeah, I I I agree. Um, I think that the two holding calls at the end kind of like I said, like I said to Ray before, I was like, I hope this is not like it was two years ago against the Saints, where that that game they were in their own 15 yard line. All right, Dak, go do you. And they were just false start holding penalties. Um, I do not think that Connor Williams should have a spot on this team next week. You move Connor McGovern to left guard, and Zach Martin comes back, and then right. Excuse me, right there, you have one of the best offensive lines in football. Connor Williams has always been the ugly cousin of the offensive line and does not deserve to be there. He was an undersized tackle at UT, and he does not have a spot on this offensive line. Um, so, I mean, yeah, but I, I one thing I want to talk about is, uh, is what they need, what the Cowboys need to do to, like, be halfway decent. Next year, before I get into that, I want to ask you a question. Besides Dak, besides Amari, who I want to g- give me one player on offense and one player on defense. The player on defense cannot be cannot be Diggs. Give me one player that exceeded your expectations for the game. So it can't be Zeke, can't be Dak, can't be Amari, and can't be Trayvon. Um, can't say I'm going to go with like Connor McGovern on offense because I was not ex- okay. I, he he. Very much exceeded my expectations. He did a great job. So congrats to Connor McGovern for showing out. Um, on defense, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Demarcus Lawrence. It has he, to be like a not star player. He isn't a he's, he's actually. Easy. I'm not. Even, I'm not even gonna say that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want that smoke right now. 
I, I mean, actually, I do want that smoke, but I don't, I don't want to start that whole conversation right now. Um, okay, so um, the Achilles brother at Casey? safety who forced the fumble. Yeah. He he surprised me. Um, that was a that was a great a, could have been a game changing fumble that he forced, and he seemed to be pretty active. He had another pretty solid play um, on defense. I'm not entirely sure where it was, but he was kind of around the ball. I noticed him, and I I hope he's not. I hope he can come back quickly after that play because he looked pretty dinged up after that um, forced fumble. So I hope he comes back quickly. But he he surprised me. Solid. Yeah. Wanted, just wanted to make sure. Uh, yeah. So I what I think um, two more segments, and I think we should be good. One, what does Dallas need to improve? And I want I want you to say what you think Dallas needs to improve from week one to get to the promised land, which is basically the, the, the playoffs for the Cowboys. That That's the Cowboys' promised land. There is no Lombardi trophy. It is just making the playoffs. Um, what they need to improve. They need to improve their red zone efficiency. That That is abysmal. They, they need – um if they can't capitalize t- with touchdowns off turnovers in the red zone, they're not going to – they're not going to make it very far against those those the teams like Tampa Bay who will cash in a lot of touchdowns. And then also on defense, they got to get better in the secondary. Um, they they really only have one solid, dependable um, player in the secondary, and that's their and that's Trayvon Diggs. And you expect that because he's from Alabama, so you expect that dependability. Um, I'm also going to call out the defensive line. While I thought that Demarcus Lawrence looked better and Randy Gregory looked okay out there, they did not put Tom Brady on his back once. And didn't really pressure him very much. Like they were getting pushed and they were active, but the pocket was clean. They were kind of pushed behind Tom Brady. Tom Brady could step up easily and then throw the ball easily. He only had one or two times where he was pressured the entire game. And I don't I'm not really sure if he was knocked down one time. So I would like the defensive line to improve their uh their pass rush. Not necessarily sack the quarterback. But just generate pressure, make him feel uncomfortable. Because Tom Brady did not look uncomfortable; he looked very comfortable against the Dallas Cowboys. And with a young secondary that I'm sure they're going to have pretty soon, with um, Kelvin Joseph coming back and Nation Wright going to probably get a lot more playing time, we got to get pass rush to make them feel a little bit more comfortable in coverage. So those three things I think we need to get better if we have a chance to um, going anywhere, anywhere this year. Yeah, I, I said cornerback to get more, get Zeke to find out how to run for more than a yard and a half. Penalties, they always kill us. Uh, Mike McCarthy, um, yeah, Dan Quinn could could be the could be the head coach, but that's not good either. Red zone offense and then defensive line creating presence, um, and also I. I like how they they made Micah like basically do everything, but ah, uh, there's there's pros and cons to it. I um the uh, the broadcasters said it last yet yeah, last night. They were like, if they got J.C. Horn or the other um cornerback from Alabama, like 
there's no way Antonio Brown has all the yards that he has. Um, but that's where that's where the draft went, and hopefully, Cowboys can draft a cornerback next draft, or they can trade their first round pick or second round pick and go get Gilmore, who comes back week seven. Then who do you want? I don't really know. Let the boys that you drafted play. You don't need to go get Gilmore. Gilmore's not going to help us. If if our boys are that bad at the trade deadline, then you can go get Gilmore. But at this point, they should not be building up a trade offer for Stephon Gilmore because he's coming off that surgery. We don't know what he looks like. So just let our boys that we put faith in um, play. And if it doesn't work out, I'm sure we'll have a decent enough pick to get another quarterback. We don't need to go after Gilmore. If anything, go after a guy on the defensive line who could generate push. If we're gonna go, if we're gonna go after someone on a free agency, it should be on the defensive line. Would you rather go? Would you rather go get? I want like an honest answer. Would you rather go get a defensive lineman in free agency, or would you rather pay Gallup? If if you have if you have the money, would you rather pay Gallup, or would you rather get a defensive lineman? There is a wrong answer. <laughs> I value defensive. I value pass rush more than our third receiver. You're not even a third receiver. If Lamb continues to play with his like case of the drops, then because as of I, right now, Amari's still the number one. Right I mean, I, I love Michael Gallup. I think Michael Gallup's very good, but I think if you could find that defensive lineman that would do wonders, you can, I mean, Don, um, Cedric Wilson. I mean, they, we have so many weapons on offense. That's what I'm saying. We have, we can, we can afford to lose an offensive weapon, but we need pass rush, especially with the young secondary. So I'm okay with with Dak losing maybe 200 or 300 yards out of his total passing yards for the year if we could generate more pass rush and make quarterbacks uncomfortable. That's all I'm saying. I love Michael Gallup, um, but I just I think we need to I think we need I think defense needs to be a, a an emphasis points when it come an emphasis point when it comes to building a roster. Because you can, we can, we cannot win the Super Bowl or go far in the playoffs with the defense that we put out there tonight, and it has to start with the front four. Yeah, unless you're like the uh, the Chiefs and have a stud defensive lineman and a stud safety. But I know what you mean. Um, Surprisingly enough, Anthony Brown led the team in tackles, which makes sense because he got burned every every play. Um. I feel like these questions are kind of the same, but what do the Cowboys need to do to make a title run? Um, they need to Cowboys need to to make a title run. They need to take whatever whatever they did today and just completely ignore it and emphasize the running game. So um I'm going to I don't know if you I'm just going to say that it was just too much to ask for the offensive line to try and establish the run without Zach Martin. But when Zach Martin comes back, they need to focus on giving the ball to Zeke 20, 20 to 24 times if he's capable of if of um, of exceeding expectations and getting close to 100 yards. 
Because if they can control the clock and keep Dak's passing limited, especially with you saying that he may or may not be 100% healthy, it takes so much pressure off Dak to carry the football team. And it gives the defense so much more rest. And it get, and it helps them stay off the field for a lot longer. Because if we can minimize the times that our defense is on the field, we have a lot better chance of forcing three, three and outs or just maybe a first down drive and then a punt. It's when we let our defense go out there seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven times that it that it gets um it gets a little scary. So um I think if we can run the ball effectively, control the clock, have long sustaining drives, keep the pressure off Dak, we have a really good chance of making a playoff run. So talking about Zeke, twenty sixteen he av he um, yards per attempt was 5.1. He averaged over 100 yards a game. 2017, he didn't play all that much because of his suspension. Five for 4.1 um, yards per or yards per attempt. 2018, 4.7. 2019, 4.5. 2024 and 2021, three. Just, just because, yeah, that's just the one game. But I don't think that I've seen Zeke break away since 2016. Against the the Bengals, well, you can you can say the game against the Steelers, but I haven't seen him break away and since his rookie year, and that's not it's not good. Um, which is why people say don't draft a don't uh, don't pay a running back. Um, but I don't agree. I, I don't think that that you're gonna win by giving the ball to Zeke unless Zeke can show that he's the same person that he was in 2016. Because if you want to give the ball to him 20 yards to only average, only get three yards per attempt and get 20 20 attempts for 60 yards, that doesn't really do much for you. Like Dak's hot right now, huh? Zeke isn't a Zeke is a power back. He's not a big playback. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, they're big playbacks. If Zeke can give me um, three and a half to five yards of carry and get into those third and manageable where Dak can play action and he's not backed up, then then we can we can control the clock. That's I'm not I don't need Zeke to break off an 80 yard run every game or. Um, score a bunch of flashy touchdowns where he hurdles people, and I just need him to get four yards every every play. Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith was not a a, a um, highlight reel like Barry Sanders. He was they gave him the ball, and like I mean, like I'm like I know what I'm talking. I didn't I wasn't alive when Emmett Smith was playing, but but just just trust me. I have the DVDs from the from when he was playing. I've watched him play on the DVD. I promise. Emmett Smith was not a highlight reel like Barry Sanders. They gave him the ball. He knew how to get four or five yards, maybe 10, maybe 15. And, he, and they, they controlled the clock and they were able to play action. They had Michael Irvin. The Dallas Cowboys have a good offensive line. It's not the best it's been, but it's a decent, it's a good offensive line. And they have a lot more talent at wide receiver than they did in 1993 with just Alvin Harper and Michael Irvin. So if they can run the ball with Zeke okay and him get four yards and then maybe two yards and then all of a sudden it's third and four, that's a whole lot easier than it being third and 10 or third and 12 or third and 13. And um, that's why I'm saying we need to get 
Zeke involved, get him running, get him going, um, and run the football effectively because that takes so much more pressure off Dak. And like you said, we can't throw the ball 58 times. If Dak throws maybe 24 to 30 times, that's that's manageable because that means we're we're balanced and we're controlling the clock. And it just it all goes down to controlling the clock because as much time as the defense can just sit on the sideline and watch the offense and the opposing offenses are on are on the sideline, um, then it will be good. Then we can make a run. So that's just that's why I'm saying that Zeke needs to be emphasized. Okay, so then you go back to 2016, and then Dak's a shell of himself because you're not letting Dak do what he what he's good at. Dak, in 2016, he was a like was he could run. Dak can't run anymore. I don't want him to run. So, so I don't want another no no more read options, no more designed runs. Like that's taking away a big part of 2016. And but this this isn't the same. This isn't the same team that we had yeah, in 2016. A better team now because well, not better, but Zeke's not the same person that he was in 2016. I don't think you can ask Zeke for fifth for ten out of the 17 games to get 100 yards. I don't think that he's capable of that. He could get 100 yards every now and then, but he's not going to be able to consistently get 100 yards. Like I remember a few years ago. You'd look up and you'd have 100 yards and you're like, oh, wow, like good for him. Now it's like 50, 60, just maybe 70 if you're lucky. Okay, but you – here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're saying all that, but a month ago you were you were on the Zeke looks great train, hype train. You were you were on the Zeke hype train. Just because he had a, only 11 carries and they weren't really factoring him, and they were going against the best front seven in football without their best linemen. Doesn't mean that you can just immediately say, "Oh, Zeke's a bum. We can't run through him anymore." Like at least give him at least give him a chance to run more than fifteen times. And and I mean, he could run eighteen times, and then they could give the ball to Tony Pollard, and he could run six times. We just have to establish the run in order to be successful. I don't care who's running the ball. We just have to establish the run because if we don't establish the run, then we become one dimensional. And then actual competent corners will be able to do a little bit more of a better job than the corners that we're playing. But no team is going to have three three corners. I and I I miss like the because last night, if that was in 2016, we would have taken all the time off, but it's by Zeke running the ball, and the time and we would have destroyed time possession. We would have won the game. But Zeke, you can't. Yesterday. I just with the offense. I don't. Hopefully, he figures it out because we're gonna need Zeke to be more like his rookie self to make a push and to do something. But I, I don't know. It was. It didn't give me the best feeling. That besides that one big play, he didn't really do all that well. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. We're we're coming up on the hour and twelve minute mark, so we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> yeah did did you did you hear that that yesterday after um Dak and Brady like said their their nice words, Dak told Brady that he will see him in the playoffs. Well, if he wants to see Brady in the playoffs, he's gonna have to find a better 
he's going to have to find a better coaching staff because that or or a, or something else. But I like the confidence. I'm glad he feels good about himself and confident. I'd feel good about myself too if I completely destroyed my ankle and could barely throw the ball and I went out there and threw the ball for 60, 60 times and did pretty well. Yeah, good. Yeah, did also Darren Orlovsky, the biggest Eagle fan in all of Eagle Nation, said that Dak is a he's a tight and elite quarterback. He's top five, which I was like, oh, he he, nice. he he overplayed his hand. No, yeah, coming from the same guy that's Daniel Jones is more athletic than Dak. He's like, he, oh, that, that, he, that's he 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 just overplayed his hand. <laughs> he he just what? he jumped the gun. He overplayed. Now he's stuck. He's he's stuck. But yeah, um, that's that's all I have for today. Yeah, Do you got anything else? Back next Friday, I think. Yeah, for the Chargers game. Yeah, we'll be back. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Not yeah, next week. Have a little bit longer in between for our next show because it's Friday and we don't play till Sunday. But we'll follow the team. Check on any injuries. Check on roster updates. And we'll be back later on in the week with uh, Chargers pregame breakdown, Cowboys versus Chargers, Dak versus Herbert. We'll get to see Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, how our our corners and defensive line um, attempt to stop those two. The Justin Herbert versus Dak battle, who who will shine in that, who will get the better of the other. And, yeah, thanks, guys, for watching. Everyone have a great rest of your Friday. I hope it's better than the Cowboys' Friday. And you can find us on All About America's Team on Instagram and America's Team, capital P, capital C, on Twitter. That's where I'll be tweeting throughout the game usually. And also – You should tweet for the Chargers game too. I will. Make sure you do that. I'll tweet for all of the games. And on YouTube – YouTube, we're here. This is where we're streaming it live. Thank you for the guys who are watching live. I see that we had two people who were blocked. I have no idea what they said. Um, And then Mr. Alex, um, the shades are for pain. That's why they were shades. Um, Don't know the whole thing about New York. Um, I do know that Zach Wilson got a lot of praise from Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee's show. But that's a completely different story and not related to the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, go check us out on our social media. Have a great rest of y'all's Friday, and we'll see you next week to break down the pregame for the Chargers and Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Have a great rest of the weekend.